Welcome to Fonda de Leven's Sermon of the Week. We hope that this message blesses you. While we were singing, the Lord just dropped into my spirit the following verse. In John 5, verse 39 uh, to 40. And this is in the Passion Translation. And I'm just going to give it to you paraphrased. You carefully study the scriptures because you think they give you eternal life. They do in fact tell about me. But you refuse to come to me to have that life. Isn't that amazing? So what happens is we study scripture and we think we're going to find Jesus in that eternal life. We're going to find in it. But the word says, Jesus says, but you don't come to me. That place of intimacy that I spoke about. And I hope this morning, and there's, there's like, a, I wouldn't say an anger, there, but there's an there's a urgency in my spirit this morning to come and break down some religious things in our lives. And one of them is how we read the word, but never coming to a place of intimacy. We need to come and we need to taste that the Lord is good. We need to come after we've read the word of God. We need that to flow in and through us, to wash us, so that we can come to the place and to receive what he has for us. We can talk the whole day long on how God loves us, but if you don't come to a place to put it on, to receive it, it will never manifest in your life. And my God, I tell you what, in my life, I did a lot of religious things. And you know what, when I slipped up, I was condemned. Ah, Wayne, you know what? Now you are going to preach to people, you're going to pray for the sick, you want to do this, men's camp, you want to do that thing. But you know what, where's your, you know, where's, where's your fasting? Where's all of those things? It's important. But you know what, when I came to this understanding and started living it, then, I, then when it comes with that accusation, then I come back to my intimacy with the Lord. Why? Why do I say that? Because then you don't fall back onto scripture. You fall onto identity. You fall back to identity on who he says you are. Then there's no condemnation, Inc. He comes in and affirms in your heart. When the enemy comes like a flood against you, he comes and he affirms who you are in him. That is how you overcome. You see, the gospel is preaching the victory of Jesus Christ. That's, that, that's the gospel. The fullness of it. Uh, next slide, please. <coughs> what do you see there? That's a stormy sea, isn't it so? And often at times, like Robin testified this morning, sometimes we are on an ocean and it's a huge storm. And often times that's our perspective of our lives. When things are difficult in our lives, we tend to camp there. Yesterday we had an awesome session, uh, Murdoch von Straten from... He brought a word and he said that even when you're there, when life is difficult, you must always come back into balance. He says, because what happens when you stay there, life looks like that. And that is your perspective on how God also sees you. And as Robin testified this morning, you come to a place where you say, I don't know if God really wants to change my circumstances around. What happens is that's when you're there. That's your perspective on where you're at. Have you ever sat on the, you know, when you're down at Derbs or wherever at the coast and it's windy and you see how rough the seas, the seas, you know, the wind. And the word says, you know what, our faith, you know, must be solid. It mustn't be like, 
the waves of the sea that is tossed and thrown to the winds. Now, that is oftentimes that's our perspective. Keeping in mind the scripture that we read. Next slide, please. On that same day, that's how it looks in the ocean. Where the fish, where they live. Their perspective on a storm is far different than, than theirs. Give you another example. Remember with the tsunami, it was in 2004, that huge tsunami. And there was guys off the shore that was diving somewhere. They came up and they saw the destruction. What happened? And they asked him, well, didn't you feel anything? They said, no, they felt nothing. They were diving, you know, in the ocean. This huge tsunami came over. They knew absolutely nothing. Total devastation on that tsunami. And often at times, if we don't get God's right perspective on where we're at, at li in life, our perspective is one of stormy waters. And that's why we often moan and groan and complain. And that kind of praise does not move the arm of God. It is only when we come to the perspective on how God sees us and our lives that we can have the right, uh, um, how could I say, the faith that rises up within us to understand that even if it is stormy, even if things are difficult, even if there's nothing in the fridge, I'm still secure. Why? Because I have God's perspective on my life. He will never forsake you and he will never leave you. Yeah. And I'm sure we can all share testimony on that. John 15 verse 5 Jesus says, I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Now, as I say, my friend, for the last three weeks, the Spirit of the Lord has been speaking in my heart about your life being hidden in him. Have you heard that? That your life is hidden in Christ. And I never fully understood that. And the Lord has been speaking in my heart to say, Wayne, that you know what? You need to understand according to John 6, 57. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so he who, feed, he who feeds on me will live because of me. So the scripture is saying here, if you want to understand that your life is hidden in Christ, can I ask you, where's Christ? Anyone? Within, no, it's not like an old ad, Grimora ad. It's not inside, it's on top. No, it's the other way around. <laughs> it's not on top, it's inside. Isn't that so? And our perspective on that is so important. We often have this idea that our God is a lofty God somewhere that I cannot see, I cannot touch. And it's a place that I need to please so that I can uh, be in his good book so that I can be blessed, so that I can receive the manna for the day, the bread for the day. I lived there for many years, and it was a struggle. <laughs> but when my perspective changed, that in this jar of clay, there's a hidden vessel, which is Christ. 
things changed in my life. My perspective on where God is in my storm changed completely. When I open that fridge and there's nothing in there, he's in me. He's not far off. My perspective changed when our children went through difficulties. He was with us, for he's within us. So my friend, your perspective needs to move from a God somewhere there to a God within. The kingdom of God, when Jesus walked the earth, Jesus said the kingdom of God is at hand. It means, it's at hand. It's at hand. It's at hand. It's dwelling with you. But the Pauline revelation, what, what, did, what did Paul say? Christ in me, the hope of glory. Where's the kingdom of God? It's within. It's not something that I'm seeking. Hallelujah. We are glory carriers. We are kingdom carriers. And therefore, we need to get, uh, we need to get our Christianese in line with the word of God and these realities. Even the songs that we sing, we need to come to a place where we're not looking for something there, but we need to start living it here. It's about resting in what he has done. And that's a challenge. Because often at times we'd sing songs or we'd, you know, we've got all these Christianese things, but if you really analyze it, it's not a truth. It's a truth, but not the full truth. And we need to come in line with what God is saying in our lives. You know, this morning, when I read the scripture in the, in the Passion Translation, it, man, it stirred my heart and it blessed my heart so much. I hope it's, it's going to bless you too. Listen to the scripture in John 14, verse 23, in the Passion Translation. Jesus replied, Loving me empowers you to obey my word. And my Father will love you so deeply that he will come to you and make you our dwelling place. Isn't that just beautiful? So, what the scripture is saying, the when Jesus is saying, when you love me, you will obey me. We've got it the wrong way around. When I obey him, I love him. When you love me, intimacy, you will obey my word. It's a natural outflow of what he has deposited within you. The book of Peter, 2 Peter says, the seed that he implanted within you is incorruptible. It cannot be corrupted. It will bear fruit. But you see, it's important that we need to love upon him. Is it important to read the word? Of course it is. But more important than that is to have intimacy with the Father. Christ is our life. Now in the Old Testament, we know the story of the manna every morning, the provision of God. Now that is symbolically of Jesus Christ, right? And Moses gets this instruction from the Lord. He says, you must take this manna and you must put it in a, in a golden vase. You must put it in the Holy of Holies. Now you and I know that the Holy of Holies was off limits, right? In the Old Covenant. No one could enter except once a year. So the bread of life, if you'd like, the manna, was in the Holy of Holies, in this golden jar. So symbolically, Christ in God, as he explains in the book of John, in various chapters, Christ 
in God the Father. But the wonderful thing for you and I to realize is that when Jesus died and the veil was torn, I want to say the flesh was torn, you and I could enter in to the holy of holies. Therefore, it says that uh, um, I'm in God and we in you. That's why the high priest prayed, Jesus prays it, that as we are one Lord, that they will be one with us. Do you realize that you are one with Christ? The word of God says, Christ lives in your spirit. <laughs> Hallelujah. The veil of separation was torn. Therefore, we can enter in. And how often, and just bear with me just for one second. Oftentimes, we do our spiritual disciplines to enter the Holy of Holies. But when we come to realize he chose to dwell within you and to make you the Holy of Holies, things change in your life. Then my perspective on life and situations in life changes dramatically. As I've said once before, and I'll repeat it. Do, you th do we serve a holy God? A holy God, we do. Right? Do you think he will share his holiness with anything that is unholy? No, of course not. So my friend, he had to make you holy before he lived in you. Oh, you know what? Oh, I'm not holy yet. I've still got a lot of work to do. He made you holy so that he can dwell in you. I love you so much, but this is so important to me. Because you know what? This is victory, my friend. I see so many people living on a sub-level. Their perspective on life is the storms. If you just change your perspective on how God sees you and who he's made you to be, your perspective on life will change. Because you see, when you operate from that place and you start speaking the word from that place, then it carries authority and power. When your perspective on life is just storms and you pray from that place, it moves nothing. Oy, hallelujah. Lord, help us. I wrote down in my notes as the Lord was speaking in my heart this morning. I don't know if it's an English word, but... I wrote down, he, he holified me. He holified me so that he could dwell in me. Because I'm so good, no, definitely not. He knows exactly who I am, but because of Christ, the author and the finisher of our faith. That's why he made you holy, so that he can dwell in you, that he could love you, that he could say, you know, my son, don't have that perspective. Have my perspective. Even when it's stormy on, on top, in me, you are hidden. 
So our lives is not defined by this world and what's happening in this world. Our lives is defined when we see that our lives are hidden in Him. What does that mean? His perspective, how He feels about it. He made me holy so that He can live within me. The perspective that God is in me, He's not far off. And we need to change, my friend, we need to change our Christian needs. We need to come in line. Those old habits of doing things and walking in this way, we need to change those things if we want to see things change in our lives. We need to come to a place where we say, Lord, your perspective is what counts, not mine. And what Robin did this morning, I so appreciated that. When she came to a place of, when she saw God's perspective on her life, what did she do? She said, Lord, I'm sorry. I repent. I had the wrong perspective of life. Now I align myself. I gear myself to how you see me and what you say about my circumstances. I'm coming into a close. Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live. But Christ, he is the one that lives in me. It took many years for me to understand this truth in my life. My life is no longer my own. It's been bought by a price, the precious blood of Jesus. I don't belong to myself anymore. So for many years, the flesh was kicking. You know, when the flesh kicks, what about me? What about me? What about me? I wonder the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart very clearly and said, Wayne, it's not about you. I had to accept. Once again, I could read the word, but if I didn't have intimacy with God, that he wouldn't have spoken to my heart. I could have read all the passages I'd like in the word of God, but if it didn't come to a place to say, Lord, I read your word, I ate your word, Lord, but I need to have intimacy with you so that I can understand your perspective on what you are saying to me. Or else it's going to be Wayne's knowledge and through his experience and the say Briliki, I'm going to speak the word. But when he comes and you're intimate with him, things change. That's why I say, my friend, and please receive it in the right heart. Spiritual disciplines are very important. It must be in your life. But don't just have spiritual disciplines and you don't have intimacy with God. You always split your spiritual disciplines from your intimacy with God. Spiritual disciplines will bring you to intimacy. Our destiny is glory, as we read in the passage. The word says that he crowned us with honor and with glory. As you are seated here, you are a glory carrier. Yeah, you're not just a sinner saved by grace. Oh, here, hoor my toch. Laat hoor ver in die hemelen. No. No. He crowned you with glory. How dare you speak about yourself in that way? When he says, you are my glory carrier. Sure. Hallelujah, here, donkey. Glory carriers, glory carriers. Say these words, I am a glory carrier. Hallelujah. 
God's on time. Okay. We have been raised with Christ and we are seated in heavenly places with Christ. Amen. We are here in the flesh, but our lives are not in this visible world. We may go through many difficulties, pressures, and trials in these jars of clay. But we have a life that is eternal, incorruptible, and indestructible. This is total security. No matter what comes in Christ, we're in the secret place of the Most High, protected from all harm. And the door to this place is Jesus Christ. Is it okay with you this morning? Let us move from a place from a place of sensuality, being moved. Our perspective on the previous slide. Give us any the vorige slide, wie asjeblief. Let us change our perspective from that. The storms of life and how we perceive it to be. Next one to the perspective of God, that when you're in Him and you find your life in Him, your perspective changes, even though the storm is raging on the, on the sea. Like fish, they don't even notice it. And you and I, my friend, that is where God is calling us to dwell in. How am I going to say this? Just give me a moment. At church, we don't teach you how to cope with life. We teach you how to be victorious. Wow. Praise the Lord. Hmm. Let us just pray together. Lord, thank you so much for your perspective. And Lord, that our lives are hidden in you. And we don't find our lives and our identity in this world. Lord, even when the storms of life, Lord, Lord, is bashing against our boat and we feel like we are sinking, Lord, and all we see is the pressure, Lord, we choose today to move from that place to your perspective in our lives. And Lord, we thank you that we've all entered into that realm, Lord, of your perspective in our lives, Lord. As these fish, Lord, they don't even know about a storm when there's a tsunami coming over, Lord. Like those divers, Lord, when they were diving, Lord, and that tsunami came over, they felt nothing. But when they came up, they saw the destruction. And Lord, that is where we want to be. Lord, we come just to a place of repentance this morning, Lord, and we just repent, Father, of being sensual, Lord, and having a stormy perspective in our lives. And things will never change, Lord. And Lord, we also come to a place of repentance of our religious ways, Lord. Lord, bring us to a place, Lord, on your perspective, on how you see us and how you love us, Lord. And as we sang that song this morning, Lord, it touched my heart so much. But Lord, I pray that it won't just be a song that we sing, but it will be engraved, Lord, in our hearts. And that we will have experience, Lord. That the firm foundation that we build our lives on is your love, your perspective on our lives, Lord. 
Holy Spirit, thank you that you're the one, Lord, that works in the heart of people, Lord. And Lord, even those areas, Lord, where I said something and someone didn't like it, Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you're the one, Lord, that just bring correction, Lord, in the hearts of men. And Lord, that they will hear the Spirit of the Lord speaking into their hearts. Lord, I pray that we will not be only religious in our spiritual disciplines. We need to do that. We understand that, Lord. But I pray, Lord, and I cry out, Lord, for a heart this morning and every person, Lord, to understand that the spiritual disciplines will bring you to a place, Lord, of intimacy with you. So, Lord, that that what we read, Lord, can become real in our hearts. Lord, that that what we read, Lord, that we can experience your love as you flood us all in those places of intimacy. And you can't even speak. You just choke up because you're so good. Lord, move us, Lord. It was true in my life, Lord. Oftentimes you had to kick me under the butt because I was so slow. But Lord, even if it's that, Lord, just give us a good kick under the butt, Lord, so we can come to your perspective. Lord, I just bring every family before you this morning. Lord, they are so precious and dear and near to your heart. I pray, Lord, that you will bless them, Lord. I pray, Lord, that they will see your perspective and your love towards them, Lord. Lord, I bring every need, Lord, before your throne of grace this morning that we can receive mercy's gifts this morning, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, that all of our needs are met in Jesus Christ. So, Father, I pray, Lord, come this morning, Lord. Lord, and cover us with glory. Lord, more glory, Lord. For Lord, as we shine your glory, Lord, the world will see you, Lord. And we give you praise and we worship your holy name. We all agree and say, Amen.